Hello and welcome back to Spooky You, part two of Killer in the Backseat. Now, if you haven't already listened to part one, I strongly recommend you go and do that right now. However, if you have, then stick around because we're going to go into the history of this urban legend and also what makes an urban legend in general. Now, this was part of a special project I did for uh, the school I work at, and we wanted to share that project with you guys. So this is the original audio that was shared with the kids I work with. Thanks. Enjoy. Hi. Hi. Hi, Beams. Hi, Hi Beams. What, what, wait, what are high beams? Uh, um, they're that, the, the, um, in the car, the thing that has the four wheels, it also has two lights in the front. And then two of them, when you flip a little switchy thing that's like near the steering wheel, it makes them go up. So I should definitely be behind the wheel of a car. Yes. I know all about that. Yes, Allie. I always feel very comfortable when you, my sister, are behind the wheel <laughs> of a car. As one should. <laughs> but. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back. It's great to see you again, I think. Hi, I, I can't see you, but hi. I'm awkward. Uh, okay, well, hi everyone. So we just got through talking about High Beams, the fun story. Well, okay, fun for everyone but the main character. Yeah, it's, it's usually not as fun for the main character. No, really not. But uh, no. we're here from podcasting world because... Uh, when I'm not helping out, uh, I am helping run a podcast with my sister. Hi. Who is this person? Uh, hi, I live in Pennsylvania, which is not Alaska. For those of you that don't, I, I have they, to find Allie, out. They, they, they know where they know oh, they Pennsylvania know? is. Yeah, oh, they know man, where Pennsylvania they're, is. They're good. Okay, they're smart. They're smart. Did yeah, you not it? know where Pennsylvania was in fifth I mean, grade? I mean, or fourth it, grade? It, it took a while. It took a while. How long? Uh, yeah, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Listen to your teachers, kids. Don't be like me. So, yeah, uh, we're here to talk about high beams, the history, the legends, the lore. Stop me anytime, JP. Oh, no, I keep going. I love, <laughs> I love watching you embarrass yourself in front of people. That's, uh, that's why we do this. That's, I'm very good at that, actually. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I personally do remember that story uh, as a kid. Um, I think we've all heard it. But I have to say, JP, uh, something kind of similar happened to me a couple weeks ago. Wait, what? Yeah. So, okay. So I was driving home uh, from karate. I don't know. You know, most of you know JP does karate. I also do karate because we're cool kids like that. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I teach you. Yeah, well, you did. Now you don't. So um, <laughs> I was driving home from karate. It was like eh, 9.30 at night. So it was dark. And the guy behind me kept flashing his high beams. And it was a guy in a big truck. And I drive a small Honda Civic. So like it's a small car and it's compact. And sometimes you feel intimidated when you drive near trucks. Oh, you feel intimidated next to a horse and buggy. That's correct because horses are very large animals. So this guy, he kept flashing his high beams at me. And I was freaking out because I remembered this story. So I actually called our mom 
And I'm like, Mom, I think that I think there's someone in the backseat of my car. I don't know what's going on. I'm really freaking out. And she's like, what's happening? And I'm like, there's someone who's flashing their high beams at me. I was crying at this point. So that's why I changed my voice. No, it truly like there. this guy was flashing his high beams. I didn't know what was going on. I was freaking out. And then I finally made it to a stoplight. And I realized, wait a second. The oil had been changed on my car like the day before. So I was driving without like the headlights on and the guy was flashing his high beams to tell me I did not have my headlights on. <laughs> so there was nothing in the back seat, and I freaked out for no reason, but I am paranoid, which is why um, I thought that there was somebody in the back seat of my car. There was not. Uh, you know, this not. does bring up though an interesting point. What if the guy in the back seat wanted to warn the woman that her lights were not on? That would be the good Samaritan, good civilian, kind-hearted thing to do. I would have appreciated that. Like if just a little, little tap, like, hey, 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 miss, um, your your lights are not on. Um, I, I just feel really guilty, you know, being back here and just like letting you getting pulled over by a cop or something. And I just want I just want you to know your lights are not on. Also, could you drop me off at the bus stop? Oh, yeah. Um, I have some errands to run. If you could just drop me off at the nearest Costco, that'd be great. Um, I am a card-holding member, actually. Uh, so, yeah, we're good. Um, All right. Well, enough of our bantering and our potential experiences. Let's get back into this story of high beams. Let's get down to business. Oh, yeah. Also, everyone, she is, like, the premier expert on all things Disney. I am. I am a Disney princess. But I was not actually a princess. I was only friends with them. Anywho. Than me. Okay. That's fine. Wait, Allie. We, we've what? gone really off the rails. Where, when do we, when are we on the rails, JP? When are we That's on the rails? That's a fair point. Except when we're actually riding a train. That's literally the only time in our life when we're on the rails. Yeah, that is true. Oh, I don't know if anyone knew this about JP. He loves trains. He loves choo-choo trains. We have a little a little picture of you as a little kid and your little conductor engineer outfit standing in front of the life-size Thomas the Tank Engine at Strasburg Railroad. It's so cute. I know. Brother, sister, love. So tell me, JP. I don't know. Tell me something. Tell me something I don't know. Well, let's start with where did this myth come from? The idea of high beams. Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? Well, like many urban legends... Its origins are actually very unknown. The oh, story so has you been don't know. well. No one really does. The story has been passed down, rewritten so many times that it's really, honestly, hard to know where it came from. Uh, one possible source has been that the legend came from an incident that occurred in New York City in 1964. Oh. Uh, yeah, when an escaped criminal who was on the run hid inside a car to escape uh, police. Unfortunately. The criminal picked the one car that happened to belong to the NYPD detective. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Talk about a bad day. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking of this criminal literally uh, feeling the car start off and rumble. And then he just pops out of the back and goes, freedom. And the cops just turn around and see him. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. He's like, hey, hey, no. I didn't mean for this to happen. <laughs> that's hilarious. I actually didn't hear that before, so that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, so that was one possible thing. Uh, according to folklorist uh, Jan Harold Brunvan, and what's we'll it Brunvan? Uh, the legend was first noted in 1968 by Carlos Drake in a collection of tales gathered from researchers at Indiana University. Oh, wow. How do you feel about that one, JP? Actually, pretty good. I talked to the archivist there, and she gave me the original from 1968. It really has not changed much. Nice. So it's not like that... You, you know that game that you, uh, kids play, the telephone game, where you yes. whisper something to each other? We'll get, and... hold, that, hold that thought. We'll get into it <laughs> okay. in a second. Okay, so we're, get, we're getting there. Okay, gotcha. Although even in 1968, the copy I got said that the story was even already circulating through Utah, Kansas, and Chicago before it was collected. Wow, that traveled fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. The stories are also influenced by times and culture. So... One thing about this story is that it may have been made up based on what was going on in America at the time. Okay. So one thing to note is that when 1968 or in the 60s, the U.S. was in the middle of creating a nationwide highway system. Oh. Yeah, this was Eisenhower's, I think it was called the Interstate Act. But it was basically, for the first time in American history, you could basically drive from anywhere in the country you wanted to go. Not only that, but uh, this was when suburban neighborhoods where people would live outside the city and then drive into the city to work, those were starting to become on the rise. And American car companies, because, you know, let's be real here, what car from the 60s wasn't absolutely beautiful and everyone loves? Yeah, and there is a lot of room in those back seats for someone to hang out. So, Yeah, yeah, so... Basically, the idea is that Americans were on the road more than any other time in history. Yeah. So it's possible that this myth kind of arised because of all that driving. So I just thought of something. Okay. Yes. So the myth and the legend, the, 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 it has stood the test of time, and it has only evolved with time. We can agree on that. Yes. So thinking about the vehicles that are available for purchase right now, specifically a tesla okay so we got you got a tesla all right which you can only realistically get into if the like handle things are you know unlocked or whatever i don't know i've only been in one tesla but that's one more than me it's really cool but like play pretend that somehow this person gets into the back seat of your tesla now the tesla has a feature boys and girls that you can <laughs> this is great. You can make the Tesla sound like a whoopee cushion. <laughs> and it <laughs> I am not kidding. I this I have witnessed it. It is a real thing, but you legitimately like change the setting and then you press the buttons and like different areas of the car will sound like a whoopee cushion and different sounds will come out. So I'm thinking that this person is hiding in the back seat and someone gets into their Tesla, they have a friend with them. They're like, hey, dude, check this out. Check this out. This is hilarious. And they turn on the whoopee cushion feature. And then the person in the backseat just laughs. And they're like, wait, who's here? What's going on? That, so that's, that's my take on the new legend that I may have just created. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of it like this. Okay, so picture this. The guy goes in and two guys sit in the front seat. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, I have this cool system where I can make any... Uh, seat in the car sound like a whoopee cushion and he flips on the switch and he hears a low long 
<laughs> from the back seat. No. Also, this is a Tesla, JP. We don't flip switches. That is very 1992, okay? We well, have that's a how you would know touchscreen. Yeah, that's true. We have a touchscreen. We got a full-on tablet happening here. Yeah, oh, so that, that that would be accurate to an urban legend. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. And I have now just added a layer onto the legend. So time to go tell everybody else, you know, because that's uh, we're funny. Okay. Well, how about let's first figure out what is an urban legend before we go and start telling one out. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Tell me what an urban legend is. Right, so an urban legend is a genre or a type of folklore. So think of Hansel and Gretel, Jack and the Beanstalk, uh, The Little Mermaid. Yeah, uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. It'll come to me. Keep going. So, however, though, the difference between those and urban legend is that urban legends are distinctly modern. So they happen pretty much, you can think around like the 50s or today. And they're also grounded reality. So no giant beanstalks suddenly growing out of your neighbor's yard. Oh, I should I should probably let our neighbor know that that's that the stock's not supposed to be there. Yeah, that that's actually I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure the HOA that's a violation. Oh, uh, we don't have an HOA. So oh, oh okay, yeah, no, 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 go no. for he's it, good. dude. He's good. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You're good, man. <laughs> now, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, an urban legend is a story that is primarily based on hearsay, but is told as though it's true. So basically. Yes. The, an urban legend will sound like that it could have happened, but we don't really know if it ever did. Really? You just need to have a lot of confidence while you're telling it. Oh, yes. Uh, like, yes. I totally do. Yeah, you're mm, you're hey. pretty convincing. Oh, thank you, Allie. You're welcome, JP. You were being sarcastic, weren't you? No, not at all. Just say it with confidence, boys and girls, and then they'll always believe you. Well, anyway... So when I say hearsay, that means that someone heard it from someone else. So you remember how you were saying like the game of telephone earlier? Yes. That's exactly how these stories are told. So think about how people usually start these stories. It usually goes off with, I heard it from a friend, or this happened to someone my friend knew, or my friend's dad is a cop in, insert generic town name here, and this happened. And then it happened. Yeah, so that's usually how urban legends gain their credibility because it allows the storyteller to be distanced from the events, but still close enough that they can lend their own credibility to it. So it's still believable, but it's not 100% true. Yes. Kind of like how we used to tell stories when we were camp counselors and we made it seem like the stories took place in the woods that we were hiking in. Yep. Yes. But they never did. Never did. No. We just told the stories. Yeah, except that one time we did l let loose a seven-foot dog in, around the kids. Okay, that was pretty funny. It was an Irish wolfhound, and it was dark. Yeah, they, they was thought funny. it was a wolf. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a wolf. It really did look like a wolf, yeah. It was really sweet, though. Oh my god, I did love that dog. I know. Anyway, urban legends also often have horror or shock that make the story very memorable. So for imagine in high beams, there's a guy in the back seat. That's that's pretty shocking. Uh, yeah, no. If if you don't actively let somebody into the back seat of your car, then any being or thing that is alive in your car is shocking. So yeah. 
Yeah. Also, urban legends always have a moral or a lesson that can be learned from the story. Yes. So, for example, in high beams, the moral of the story is always be aware of your surroundings. Always check the backseat of your car. Yeah, you'd be amazed how many people do that just because of this story, even though... Uh, well, we'll get into it a little bit later. Here's one of the other confusing things, though. Because you know how we were saying a game of telephone, and it starts off with, I like eggs and milk. And I like you... eggs. I, it's the first thing that came off the top of no, my head. No, that out. reference is too old. It's from the Amanda show back in the 90s or the early 2000s. Kids, I will give you a buck if you can actually know what the Amanda show is. Yeah, please. I, I'm very curious if anybody knows that. It's a great show. So, but yeah, you start with yeah that and then you end up with uh, Susie's going down to the store. Yep. <laughs> and you're just like, how how did we get that far away? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely that whole like, passing stories from person to person and you change it slightly you know just like jp and i we changed the story that we would tell the kids at camp to make it seem more realistic so we said oh it happened in these very woods right here when we heard it it was woods in the middle of pa you know like there it shifts and you know people they want to seem a little more exciting you know want to make it seem more realistic so you change things and also people hear things differently too that's very true yes and in fact those are often the things that do change the time dates locations will change but there's always a few consistent things with this myth or this urban legend that allow people who have researched it to identify it despite all the changes tell us what they are so a couple of them are the driver is always a lone female mm-hmm the savior of the story is often a male and typically is mistaken for initially being the bad guy. And often other descriptions include that the person's a burly trucker or a rough gas station attendant. Someone that, and when you look at them, you may think, I don't know if I should necessarily trust this person at first because you're all, your senses are already heightened from being in a situation where you're uncomfortable. Yes. Although they end up being a good person in the end. Yes. Yes. Now, in the versions where all everything go takes place at the gas station or the place where the woman stops, the person often finds a way to get the woman alone so that they can warn them about the person in the back seat. Yeah. However, in the versions where somebody's trailing the car, the high beams version, the person is often following in a very large, intimidating vehicle and flashing their high beams. Yes, and that has happened to me before, and it is well, intimidating, and it you is know, scary. If you just, yeah, I mean, if you remember to turn your lights on, too. Okay, sometimes you forget. No you worries. shouldn't. You shouldn't, but no, you do. No, it's not a good thing. No, it's not. No, always check your car every time you get in your car. But, yeah, they, they turn it off whenever they do service to it, and I always have it on auto, so I just, you know... Defaulted. Yes, you, you just assumed. Should never assume. I know. Nope. nope. And the last thing, too, is the moral of the story is a very telltale sign. That will never change for urban legends. So for high beams, the moral typically is no matter or no matter what the version is, it's always be aware of your surroundings. Yes. Be aware of where you are, what you're doing at all times, who's around you, anytime, anything, anywhere, anywho, 
Oh, anyway. you're gonna make everyone paranoid. I I already am. <laughs> yeah, you're just always that way. Actually, can I tell you that? Um, so I, I I sleep on the first floor, and I have my windows open because it is quite beautiful. The weather is gorgeous here right now, and it's great sleeping weather at night. And, oh, do uh, you get to see the sun? Yes, I do get to see. Actually, the sun is out right now. Oh, what what does it look like? Uh, it's it looks. Describe it to all the people of Sitka who never see it. JP, I'm sorry, you guys. It looks like a flaming ball of gas in the sky. Is it? That's is it beautiful? It like. Um, well, it's making the leaves look really beautiful, and they're starting to turn color. But that's not the point. That's not the point. Okay. okay the point is, I had my window open, and it was open like the whole way because I had a fan sitting in it to really keep the air circulated. And I woke up, I kid you not, in the middle of the night in a panic, like adrenaline rushing panic. And I ran over to the window and closed it, slammed it shut. Nothing happened, okay? I live in the middle of nowhere. Nothing happened. There was nothing going on around me. But for some reason, I was like, wake up, shut the window. So yeah, no, um, I'm paranoid. It's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. I did not know that happened. It literally happened like two nights ago. Okay, well, speaking of scary events, I mean, obviously this is kind of a pretty thrilling tale. It is a thrilling tale. I suppose yours with the high beams as well. But yes. how do we know that, you know, this really didn't happen? Well, it did. Well, okay, yes, it happened to you, but not like, <laughs> you know what I mean, the actual like person in the back seat. <laughs> True. How do we know this really didn't happen? Well, as a matter of fact, many journalists and researchers have taken the time and effort to track a lot of these urban legends and try and root them out to their source. Despite many efforts and how common we hear these stories, no one has ever been able to actually find a real case of high beams. This means no police reports, no news articles, no exact names, dates, locations, nothing that really ever says that any of these things ever happened. Well, thank goodness, because it's it's frightening. It's frightening. Just like we said at the beginning, it's because these urban legends sound so believable that make them yes. so memorable. Because people tell them with confidence. Yes, people tell them with confidence, and they tell them very well. Yes. And also, I mean, these things have been so believable that it's even this urban legend's even been circulated by Florida police and the and one of the Canadian ministers of defense because they thought it was true, but their only source was someone just shared the story with them and they thought it was real. I was going to say that's pretty believable in Florida though. I, well, Florida's a, Florida is a wonderful, magical place. I lived in Florida for six months. It's How did that go? It's believable. Okay. Now actually it would more likely, more than likely it would be an alligator in your backseat. Not necessarily a person, but like an alligator. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's I just thought of that one bit in Monsters, Inc. Mom, oh, there's an alligator. alligator. Mom, Give there's an shovel. alligator in the house. Give it a shovel. Oh, God. Oh, it's funny. But to, to wrap it up here, as far as this urban legend goes, it's also just difficult for somebody to pull off because yeah. the big thing that puts this myth to rest is all you have to do when you come up to your car is look and when you get out of your car lock the doors that that too well we don't do that in Sitka. what 
Yeah. Yeah, people just leave their keys in the cars in Sitka. What? It's... Yeah. I mean, people leave their horses attached to the buggies here, but that's completely different. No one's going to go up to the horse and just be like, I'm going to just climb in the back seat real quick. Um, stay there. Don't move. Uh, yeah. No. JP, y'all. Well, we're coming up on time now, so thank you so much for joining us, Allie. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's been really fun, and I learned a lot today. I hope you guys did, too. Yeah. Uh, and have a good day. Class dismissed. Bye.